Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. Let's look at biblical examples of fruitful evangelism. We see the church born into the New Testament era as the Holy Spirit pours out in Acts chapter 2. We see these seven dudes sent out, seven men sent out to preach the gospel. We know the stories of a couple of them. We see Stephen, who's the first martyr of the New Testament, and we see Philip, whose story we're going to look at today. And we also know of the other five who don't know as much about them. Philip appears here, and it's incredible. And we also get a glimpse of him again later on in the book of Acts. Turns out that he has these daughters who likewise have this gift of teaching. But here in Acts chapter 8, this is the first time we really see Philip in action bearing evangelistic fruit. Acts 8.26, an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, get up and go south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is the desert road. So he got up and went. There was an Ethiopian man, a eunuch and a high official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians. Candace was not a name. It was more like a title, like Pharaoh, if you will, who was in charge of her entire treasury. He had come to worship in Jerusalem and was sitting in his chariot on his way home reading the prophet Isaiah aloud. So this is an Ethiopian official. He works for this, this Ethiopian queen. He is a eunuch, all right? Sometimes this was uh, common if you had a woman in royalty, if that woman was married, if she had men in her company, in her courts and on her staff, they would be castrated so as to prevent, you know, um, infidelity. So they could be trust. the king could trust these men in the presence of their wives. It's a terrible sacrifice, it's mutilation, but uh, that's this guy's story. Here he is, and he's reading a copy of Isaiah aloud. Now, I said the word copy long before the Gutenberg press was invented. So these copies of Isaiah were expensive. All right, this guy had a lot of wealth. He was in charge of the whole treasury for the queen of the Ethiopians, and he's reading it out loud. God told Philip, go to this completely deserted road, and then guess who's there? It's this Ethiopian official. The Spirit told Philip, go and join that chariot. I love this. The very next words are, when Philip ran up to it, he heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you're reading? Can we just stop for a second? Because this is really funny to me. <laughs> like he's, he's, Go and join that chariot. And evidently, Philip runs. <laughs> like God's like, see that chariot? Go up to it. Okay, God. And he runs. Hey, what you reading? <laughs> and like when you imagine this from the perspective of the Ethiopian official, you have heard a lot about this gospel thing and you buy a, prof uh, a copy of the prophecy of Isaiah and you're reading it. Then some Jewish dude like runs up and like, hey, do you understand what you're reading? <laughs> like from the Ethiopian's perspective, help showed up exactly when he needed it. From Philip's perspective, God said, go to this desert road that like nobody ever goes on. And then he's like, okay, God. And then he, go to that chariot. Okay, God, he runs up to the chariot and goes straight to work. There's no, wait a minute, God, give me a sign. Is that the chariot that you want me to go to? Like he doesn't ask for mind games. He doesn't ask like for, he doesn't act like a Christian mystic. He just does it. He just goes. And man, he goes boldly, physically running. Time is of the essence. The days are evil. Our opportunities are ticking away with the clock. And he just goes and asks him, do you understand what you're reading? It's so cool because Philip knew Isaiah. And he knew where Isaiah leads. It points to Jesus. It's a prophecy about Jesus. Only Jesus fulfills that text. So Christian, you got to know your word. You got to know the text. That's a really strong biblical apologetic to go from Isaiah to the Gospels. 
That's exactly what Philip noticed was happening in that chariot. God had already said him, I see what you're doing here, God. You told me to follow Google Maps to no man's land and run up to a chariot and talk to an Ethiopian dude. And he, he, he's reading from Isaiah, but he doesn't yet know where it's pointing. He knows it's of value. He spent money on it, but he has no idea how valuable that text really is. Worth far more than a billion times the money he used to purchase that copy of it. It's everything. It's a prophecy about the Messiah, and the Messiah has come, and his name is Jesus. How can I, unless someone guides me, the Ethiopian official answers. So uh, he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the scripture passage he was reading was this. He was like, he was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb is silent before its shearer, so he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who will describe his generation, for his life is taken from the earth? The eunuch said to Philip, I ask you, who is the prophet saying this about, himself or someone else? Philip proceeded to tell him the good news about Jesus, beginning with that scripture. Isn't that cool? He began with what he already knew. I know a little bit. I've got this one passage in Isaiah, but I can't tell if he's talking about himself or someone else. So Philip begins with what he's got, that scripture. It's about someone else. That someone is Jesus. As they were traveling down the road, they came to some water. The eunuch said, look, there's water. What would keep me from being baptized? So he ordered the chariot to stop him. Both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and he baptized him. When he came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord carried Philip away and the eunuch did not see him any longer, but went on his way rejoicing. Philip appeared in Azotus and he was traveling and preaching uh, the gospel on all the towns until he came to Caesarea. <laughs> so like, this is like a miraculous Miraculous transportation, it was, one of the, it was one of the smallest miracles in the book of Acts, but it's so, it's genuinely, it, it brings me tears of joy to think about Philip being told, go to Gaza, run up to that chariot. Now you're in Azotus. Now you're going to this town. Eventually you're going to Caesarea. And all the while, Philip's like, okay, God, okay, God, okay, God, okay, God. And like, he's just going. God's using him profoundly because he's willing. He's just willing. Philip doesn't ask, ask God like, okay, Lord, make the marker roll left if you want me to go to Azotus. Like he just goes and he just shares and he just speaks. He begins with what the guy already knows and then the Holy Spirit just sees that he's on a roll and just keeps on using him. Even miraculously transporting him to a town in Azotus miles away from this miraculous, by the way, this probably miraculous oasis in the desert. Also, did you notice that he doesn't wait for baptism? Like what's to stop me from being baptized right now? gets up, baptizes the dude, and then he's just gone. And now this Ethiopian official goes on his way rejoicing and the gospel has entered Ethiopia. Look at what God is doing, it's profound. God used Philip because Philip was just willing and obedient. He didn't hesitate and he shared the gospel based on scripture. You wanna bear a lot of fruit? Imitate Philip. When God lays that prompting on your heart to bring the gospel up, don't take out your scriptural divining rod and be like, all right, God, let's have a Ouija board where you show me the name of the person I'm supposed to bring the gospel. Like you already know you're supposed to bring the gospel. So just do it. Like be like Philip and just say, okay, God, and you go and you run up to the chariot and you share the gospel. And God's going to then transport you somewhere else. Okay, God, I go and I share the gospel and you're, you're just obedient like crazy. That's Philip's whole legacy. 
Stephen is going to be martyred. Philip is eventually going to settle and raise a family. And then the ministry continues. Only his kids are going to share the gospel even more. <laughs> it's incredible. I love the ministry and the legacy of Philip. And when I look at biblical examples of evangelistic fruit born, I see that it's directly proportional to one's willingness to share without hesitation. That's Philip. If you want to be used of God to bear evangelistic fruit, don't hesitate. Just obey the great commission. Are you ready? Go make disciples.